Welcome to Perceptions Today podcast, where we discuss consciousness in all forms. June 2022, episode 29, Eileen Meyer joins us in a roundtable about Kundalini and life part one of three. Eileen Meyer is a mystic poet, songstress, author with experiences in Kundalini, lucid dreaming, OBEs, Mayan wisdom, 5-MEO DMT and much more. How do you talk about frequency and knowing and feeling? Um, And because as soon as you translate it, it's just so reduced and so the essence of it is dead you know (laughs) and then it's also becomes um you know uh, in the polarized world it becomes um it's either attacked or it uh, it's projected upon let's just put it that way it's like whatever is going on within the individual if this is um something that um is stirring up some unconscious wounding and trauma um, then it's going to be projected onto me or others like me um, that we're doing something bad and, you know, so on and so forth. This is an instance of the conversation coming up in the roundtable discussion. Participants knew it was being recorded. Welcome to Perceptions Today. It's 2022, January the 13th, and it's Twitter Space Chat 17 with Eileen Myers, Imaginal Traveller a great friend of the community, and also she's here to talk about Kundalini and her life and what goes on. I am your host, Paul, and my co-host, who is Melissa. Introduce yourself, Melissa. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa. I'm from Centered Awareness. <laughs> I'm a psychosomatic therapist and, um, and also like um, an energy worker, so I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to pass the mic over to Eileen. No, she's not, because I need to write out the guidelines so that everyone's quite happy. <laughs> and then we'll pass the mic on to Eileen. <laughs> Quick okay, edit later. Pass it back to Paul. <laughs> You're psychic. If you want to be involved more with the actual account or with the people within the account, or guest speakers as well, worthwhile following them. I will also mention wonderful people to follow who do spaces podcasts etc an example of that is avogadis runs twitter spaces talking about mysticism esoteric and other places we also have mike Ferrito, who will be one of our guests soon on 25th of january talking about his books experiences and also other things that have happened in his life we also have going in other Back, not backwards scenario, because Cosmic Librarian is probably listening, and she's on the 19th of January talking about time and time slips and how it's affected her life. You can hear the recent trailer that I've created. And going back to next week <laughs> on Tuesday in the UK is Myron Dahl talking about his experiences and also talking about being guided by intuition, which is another roundtable. And then on the 8th of February, we have Krista DeMaio, who will be talking about lucid dreaming. And the reason I'm laughing is because normally I do everything in sequence, in chronological going into the future, rather than going slightly into the future, rolling back into the past, then rolling into the future again to February. And then also in March, we have RN Voot, who will be talking about his books, DMT, Brain Structures as well. Obviously, we are recording this, so anything you do mention maybe used in a podcast and again you can always tell us to remove it elsewhere now going back to our guest imaginal traveler 
Hello. I'm really um, pleased to be asked to be here. Um, and uh, I feel honored to be a guest. And I'm excited about connecting with all of you that gather here. Um, because the way I see it, we're all exploring this now. And we're sharing our data. We're sharing our notes that aren't necessarily based on all that we were given from the past, but what we're putting together now uh, with our own consciousness and then also connecting the dots uh, in the external world too, when that it resonates or is relatable. So what would you like, would you like me to, um, what would you like me to do? Do you want me to jump through some hoops? Okay, so to make Eileen jump through hoops, what you can do is request to speak and put a hand up if we haven't already given you access. And what she will probably do is go through a very similar bio, small bio, and then we can work on the framework there. And if anyone sees any connections that they want to jump into, we're quite happy for you to raise your hand and then come in with a question and go from there, if that sounds suitable for yourself. Uh, I would love to go through just kind of an overview um, and, and, and light framing. And you're happy with people to put their hands up during this or? Um, yeah. Afterwards? Well, no, I'd like to get through the overview. Okay. And then I'm absolutely you tell us when. To... Okay. So people, if you get ideas and questions, get your notepads out and pens and write things down. And what we will do is we'll try and make an eye, well, try and visualize which hand went up first. But if you've ever been here before, you will know that between centered awareness and myself looking at the screen, sometimes the icons don't appear with their hands up at the same time. And when she's got a hand up on my screen, it's always ignored <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I'm so glad you admit that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've actually witnessed that. So you, you have Eileen. a witness here. Yes. I live in a different timeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So on your marks, get set. Oh, which way do you want to be called today anyway? Do you want to keep with your Twitter handle or? Because um, I know I'm going to get myself tripped up backwards and forwards. You can do either. I don't care. Fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On your marks, get set, imaginal. <laughs> okay. So the, the I love, first of all, I, I love how um, Paul, Perceptions Today host, um, had uh, what he decided to call this um, uh, sharing today uh, from me. And it's, it's Kundalini and mm, life. It just kind of um, is this this big um, open container for for all that that I attempt to share, uh, and and I do my best to share. Uh, I am a lifetime contactee. Um, I remember uh, being very much in alignment with these uh, tall angel, wispy, blue and gold beings. Um, I mostly remember it in the sandbox. Um, could I just pause you there and could I ask you, do you either have a fabulous beaded bracelet on or beaded necklace on? Um, no, usually when I do sessions or mentoring sessions, I have my beads on. Because I can hear it rustling against either your microphone or your, or it's being picked up in some way. 
Uh, it's probably just um, rubbing on a zipper. Thank you. It's okay. We had this with Anthony Peake on our last one, and we, yeah. could, we thought it was a squeaky chair, but then we worked out that it was microphone against zipper. Okay, uh, thanks for be, pointing that out. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a podcast that people going, was she rocking backwards and forwards in a chair, or was it a squeaky <laughs> zipper? And then we have to do one of these giveaway prizes for those people who got it right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so uh, the, uh, what I attempt to share, uh, the platform that I share from now, is my place after looking back over my entire life to, to watch the, um, the arc of evolution from um, a lifetime, which hasn't ended, obviously, it's still going. It's still um, um, uh, coming together. And it, every day, I am able to express it in either a different way or a more enhanced way, because I'm growing, I'm changing with uh, this relationship with what we've often been calling other, right? Um, it did come in the form, in my perception, of extraterrestrials. It came in the form of these angels. It was off and on over my life. And um, now through the, the new podcast that I have started, I am going to take um, all of what I have recorded or documented, 35-plus um, years, I have documented this. And uh, I wrote my first book to kind of lay the platform out for what this life has been about and what I have learned and am learning. The podcast will be more like my data dump of what I have learned and, and what I am translating from the field, if you will. The beings have shown me that um, this is our natural state. And the reason why they enter in and attempt to reach us in the variety of ways that they do is because they simply want to um, nudge us or shove us out of our programming. And uh, they want us to know that our original design is one that is uh, more like an instrument our body is an instrument, and we are um, able to sing along with the universal song to harmonize with it, um, or we are out of phase with our natural state and out of phase with the universal song. So I'm a singer-songwriter, and um, uh, I always wanted to sing. This started passionately at about age 11, I had guidance about how to sing, but that's another whole long story. I do have that um, reference in my book. Um, so Kundalini occurred uh, because it was one of the manifestations of this presence working with me over my life. That was... The, when I call it the full Kundalini awakening on October 31st, 1998, that was not an isolated event. That was just um, a major event. And what led up to that was all the contact, all the downloads, 
and bioenergetic events that I couldn't explain and I had no one to talk to about because it didn't fit in any category, any known category here. So I was on my own or in relation to this intelligence. Um, So what I'm doing now, just to kind of wrap it up, um, the overview, is um, I am still integrating the major bioenergetic kundalini event uh, in 1998. It completely transformed my consciousness. I did not know that at the time. I was just trying to deal with the changes in me and and all the music that was coming. I wrote dozens of songs and I was not really a songwriter at that time. I had dabbled in it, but I was it was like this portal opened and it was uh, all of this music, the lyrics and and um, and the melody and the chords. I, I was I didn't even know how to play the piano. Um, I did when I was a child, but I hadn't played the piano in many, many years. So I was basically sitting there after the event, hunting and pecking on the keyboard that I did have that was dusty and um, ignored and, and with stuff piled up on top of it. Um, I had to um, figure out what was happening to me and what all this music was. So I'm just trying to tap into different things in my life, but um, I'm in the process of trying to weave it all together through the podcast. And it's not that I'm saying, I know a lot of stuff and you should listen to me. It's, man, oh man, have I learned a lot. And I want to share this so much with you because it's about you. It isn't about me. It's about humanity. And do you know how difficult it is to translate this without triggering people who have an established viewpoint or, um, you know, a way of being? Uh, it is very challenging, it is, and it is very unpopular for the most part. The, the, the viewpoint of the, um, the essence, the soul, the feminine is um, it's people get pretty charged up around it and get triggered by it. But this is really the, the missing what's missing from our consciousness now and um, translating it uh, is a very tricky thing. So I'm going to do my best today. And I know that there are people here with us today that are going to resonate with what I'm saying and they're going to have their own way of interpreting this and hallelujah we wouldn't all we wouldn't want just one way to interpret this this is about this is about each and every one of us remembering this connection to the field and to this light okay i've put your pod i've put your podcast in the shared document above thank you so much so that people will be able to pick it up from there as well Thank you. Yeah, I'm working on episode two right now. I'm also taking three courses at um, the local college here. Um, I do my mentoring. um, I call it Kundalini or Koyopa mentoring. Koyopa is the Mayan word. 
I also have a background in uh, Mayan studies. Um, and it's the Mayan word which I resonated with more, that, you know, their definition of this bioenergetic event. Um, but, yeah, thank you. And, and I'm, I'm just open for a discussion and a sharing. Excellent. Let's start. If Ah, we got a hand up. Good. Mike. Good evening. Yes. Good. Good evening. And well, whichever hey, time zone you want to be in. Uh, I'm, I guess Hi, I'm Mike. In, uh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm so glad I was I'm able to make it. I'm doing wonderfully. Thanks. Sometimes it's Me hard. too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love <laughs> what you said. Um, and I, I just read a, a really great book. And I think it'll resonate with you by um, Diana Pasolka. It's called American Cosmic. And it's she's a professor of religion and philosophy. Uh, it's a very profound book. But one of her her ideas is that, and, and she's sort of talking to different scientists uh, like Jacques Vallée and people who are in, in, in the field, uh, that the human body is the, well, that our body is a kind of, in a way, is a kind of spaceship, is, is the UFO, is the way that we communicate to We've been looking here and there, and we're looking at, you know, things up in the sky, but through music, through, uh, and I, I've written about this before I had read any of her stuff, or really got into this this stuff in the way I, I have been recently. Um, so I, I loved what you had to say, and I'd, I'd encourage you to take a look at her her book. It may be something that would resonate with you, and uh, as you say, we're all in the conversation and, and, and trying to expand the conversation. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading your work and hearing more of what you have to say. Thank you, Mike. Likewise. Um, yeah, I'm just so excited about those of us who are uh, stepping into uh, more of our originality, you know, to be an original rather than a regurgitator. You know, it's like um, I'm fascinated by what, people are bringing through or discovering in, in a joyful, excited way, because that's a, a reflection of our natural state. Um, this is the data that needs to come through now. And this is what this intelligence is guiding me to do. And when I say guiding, it's in our natural state, it's pure inspiration, it's passion, it's joy. And it pours through, and, and we get to be the artist, right, artisan? We get to be the artist that shapes it, colors it. Um, I, I create the melodies. The melodies pour through me. I'm, you know, I'm painting. I'm dancing. I'm, um, you know, however I want to bring this into form. It's really about the artistry of how we want to do that and how we want to celebrate this reconnection with this light and this source at the center of our being. So, um, excellent. I, I, do, I am aware of uh, Pasolka, or however you say that, Mike. Um, I did hear her several years ago on a podcast, and I went, ooh, resonance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's like you recognize the resonance in the external world. This is how we flip ourselves and we begin to, um, once we anchor our own connection to source, if you will, then we can resonate with um, persons, places, and things in the external world. 
Um, and then that's what builds um, unity. That's what unifies us instead mm -hmm. of the mistakes and misunderstandings uh, when we're not connected to, to source or to the field. Mm -hmm. Now, totally Mike, agree. before obviously Cinder gets in, she's the same woman that was researching with the Vatican, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's what her, her book <laughs> sorry. is about. Sorry. So it's nice to get yeah. somebody a mid gulp of a cup of a tea. Oh, sorry about that. I can't believe no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good timing, I feel, by myself. Yeah. It, it wasn't whiskey. <laughs> Don't say that, because then we just have to believe it was. <laughs> right. Okay. Centered awareness. I think, was there someone before me? Um... No, no. I've got to you correctly at this time, because uh, Artisan put a hand up after you had your hand up, after if me. you saw Artisan doing that. Unless you want me to okay. ignore you and let Artisan jump the queue. No, no, no. Um, I just wanted to ask, because I had an experience, this is going back years and years and years ago now, when I first, when, when um, microchips first landed in my lap. And I can't remember exactly, but I remember I was just researching a whole heap of things and it was really upsetting me. And, gosh, this is going back at least eight, ten years, and it was really upsetting me, and I thought, I've just got to keep on meditating, but all I was going, I started to go through a lot of different information to um, research. I was guided to look at this and look at that and look into this, and um, beings, different beings was one of the things that I was guided to, and then I just want to, because I don't know if this was a Kundalini experience, but there was a point where all the dots just went doo -doo 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 -doo, and I, I started crying, but the crying was out of joy. Like, oh my gosh, I get it. Because I started to listen to a lot of the different races and how we've got the good ones and we've got the bad ones. And I thought this makes sense in regards to why our world is be being controlled the way it is and, you know, and microchips, like who would have thought of that? Because it's inhumane. And I was like, this will make sense. So I started crying, but it was like, I just, I remember I just kept on saying, oh my God, I get it. I get it. I get it. And so I don't know if it was like the penny just dropped. So I don't know if that was a Kundalini experience. So my question is, um, when you had this, when you had your experience, was it an emotional experience for yourself excellent excellent question melissa um yes so um what this intelligence has been helping me to understand and embody because you see the bioenergetic events are about uh cleansing purifying and uh, creating these openings so that we can embody um our okay what would you like to call it? Um, so that we can embody our higher self, so that we can embody our soul, so that we can um, be a vehicle for source, light itself, because this is how we were designed. So the joy is an indicator of this energy moving through us. At the same time, it's always evolving and expanding and growing and the issue that i have had with the material that exists uh, that has come from our past is it's saying okay it's called kundalini 
and let's go read a few things from the Indian mystics, and then we'll all know what Kundalini is. Well, if you ask people who have had Kundalini events, um, you will find that there are as many interpretations of Kundalini as, as there are people, you know, the direct experiencers, but common denominators are the, um, um, it can be ecstatic. It can also be terrifying and painful because when this energy moves through you, it's going to say, oops, look what you got going on here. And, and it's probably a good idea if you give this attention, see. So the major event for me in 1998 was probably the, you know, 247th experience of energy moving through me and showing me where I'm blocked, showing me where it's flowing. So it's an intelligence within us that wants to help us expand and remember who we are. So when you got those click, 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 click feelings within, absolutely, it's that same um, intelligence within you that I would say that I've also referred to it as the goddess, as the feminine, uh, the divine feminine, this technology within us that has been suppressed. And we are all programmed to look away from it and to devalue it so that we can participate in this. Um, well, I, I, I want to go into explaining what they showed me in my mind's eye. Um, but I'll put that on hold for a moment um, to see. Um, Melissa, did I address that? Yeah, absolutely. And when you said um, that it can be terrifying, I think the terrifying part for me was coming across the information in regards to why, you know, why we're being controlled and and some people are going to be more opening to, to that and seeing that than others. And so for me, especially with all the David Icke stuff, I was like, how am I even being guided to look into this? I didn't even know who this guy was um, and microchips and all of that kind of stuff. So that was terrifying for me. And that's why I kept on saying, just meditate, keep meditating, you know, how to calm your mind, da, da, da. And, and I think <clears throat> part of me, because I was meditating while I was researching the information and, and things like that, I think that's what helps with the um, with the awakening as well, and yeah, I just remember going, "Oh my god, I get it!" And that wasn't the terrifying part. That was the everything connects. I'm no longer afraid. I have a complete understanding now. I was happy, and that's why when this came around, this wave of information with COVID two years ago, I just it was almost as if I knew something was coming. And, and I think that's when, when you're saying, you know, the information evolves and, and things like that and, and we expand. Um, I felt as if I, I knew something was coming, but I couldn't put, put my finger on it. But then as soon as I saw, you know, or I heard, you know, COVID this and da-da-da and whatever, whatever, I was just like, this is it. 
this is it. This is what I, I felt was coming. I knew it. And I wasn't afraid. Whereas the first time I looked into things and I came across all the information, I was petrified. And then when people are talking vaccines and what what's in them and things like that, I was, it was almost as if I was prepared for all of this information. Um, yeah, but I digress. That's my contribution. <laughs> Pass it on to um, artisans. Yeah, if I could just respond. Um, yes, the awakening, the many layers of awakening. So a lot of us are, um, so many people are awakening um, on a cultural level, like we're going, oh, my God, we're being controlled. Oh, my God. You know, and it's like this huge awakening. Um, yet from what you're saying, Melissa, you're, you're also talking about I just know things, right? And do you know how many times I have heard that from all the people that I connect with? We all knew something was coming. And that doesn't mean... Um, that we're going, it's the end of the world. <laughs> that's laughable. It's that, oh boy, we're coming into something that's going to change everything, you know, and it's reflected in, in the messages that I bring through the, the, the downloads. And I translate the downloads from this intelligence. And it was like, it wasn't saying get ready for the end of the world. It was saying, okay, how prepared are you to be balanced and in connection with your source, tethered to the divine, so that you know what you need to know when you need to know it, right? And we You're getting that well. guidance. Yeah. To quickly be so, brief on top of that one, because obviously there was a little bit of um, confusion on previous conversation that we had, not between you and I, the information that these people were feeling was something to them rather than going out having to proclaim it elsewhere and make money out of it wasn't it it's more of that kind of it's your personal feeling imagine yeah yes uh-huh yeah because it got misconstrued elsewhere <laughs> that it was yeah, more of a which happens quite often and and it's something that i've i just it's just like this is the way it happens for me um, and for others I know that speak from this, this space, it, it has a tendency to, um, well, I, I want to talk about emotions too um, in, in how this intelligence points to our emotional nature as, as where the power is, where the shift happens. So we're bringing Artesian on this one as well, because I think okay. from our previous conversation before we started it will marry up really well wonderful yes honestly this is um the one thing that i can um state emphatically is that uh the awareness is upon us it is uh, there's a law of understanding that's coming and it's in it's beginning to influence everyone culturally and individually of who we all are but the one thing that as you well know every one of us that are um, speaking and bringing this information forward is that this there's we're all saying the same thing we're just saying it differently based upon you know who we 
individually are. I've had many of the same experiences that you have had. Um, uh, three years old, and I'm speaking to angels, uh, ascended ones. And um, it's just I've been an observer of energy all of my life. And some of the, you know, everything I learned in life came from nature. Um, I think there's this point where we take and look at, we there's a, a, a part of ourselves where we um, we kind of ignore that experience and people will hold on to the belief instead of allowing that experience such as with you know kundalini rising an awareness that is that is coming that can trigger like you had said triggers different things in us and sometimes people uh will step back and they become afraid and they shut that that opening down because spirit will always interact with us pain is the universe's way of getting our attention and there, the the idea of being um, in alignment and harmony and balance with how the universe actually speaks to us in many capacities comes forward where you know that harmony and that healing and miracles are simply a byproduct because we listen, we step forward in that understanding and we allow these this input. Uh, or downloads, as people call them, um, to take a look at. And that that's all I'd like to say is just put that out there because we are all saying the same thing. It's an ecosystem. It's a spider's web. And um, some may resonate with one more than another, but the major thing is the beauty and the harmony and the synchronicity and the cohesion of it all is just absolutely beautiful thank you beautifully said beautifully said thank you artisan i just had a deja vu Mm. i've never been i've never been in a room with artisans and the bizarre thing is it only lasted for a second the bizarre thing is i was i remember looking at all of the icons on here and then my eyes went over to yours, Eileen, your your icon, and I could hear Artisan's voice. And I was like, that's bizarre. I've never heard her voice in the space before. I've never been in a, the same space before on Twitter. But I just had this deja vu that lasted like a split second or two. We only encountered ourselves about two and a half hours ago, and even then that's how she's wandered into <laughs> synchronistically into here and don't you love then, it i love it yeah and then, she even, and then she even mentioned synchronicities and i was like stop this is getting too crazy for me yeah <laughs> well i'm glad she mentioned synchronicities too because synchronicities are just like the what did i translate that as they're they're like the signs um it's it's like all the little signs in the foyer um, before we we fully enter this um, living uh, in that way, so it's not. We, it's like we don't go. Oh, look at that fun synchronicity! It's just like, oh, this is the way life works, <laughs> you know. So it's like we're adapting to an, a, a whole way of being, and synchronicities are just these little uh, fun little signs, you know. 
Oh, and the fact she's talking about pain pushing you in different directions and also you don't have to be in balance with the universe for the universe to push you into doing things yes just rocks me because we've had discussions about this and the universe has pushed quite a few of us in different directions and um, to do things <laughs> as we all know in here and that really just fits right on point with everything have you been secretly listening to our podcasts artisan Actually, no, but this is the fun about it is because, like, you guys are working in a in a, a different area. We're all doing the same thing, and I'm, like, over here, you guys are over there, but we're all saying, and it's all resonating, and it's, like, the one thing, it's, like, when I was talking about, you know, that that pain getting triggered, all this is, whether it's, whether it is, um, uh, physical, emotional, mental, or even astral. These, those are those aspects that the universe says, Hey, wait a minute. Whether it could be your spirit guides, it could be, um, angels themselves. They will trigger things so that we stop for just a moment and say, wait a second and, and step back into that present moment for just that, just that moment of time and go, what's going on here? What do I have to be aware of? Um, I'm a very big one. I've just finished a book, um, getting ready to figure out how it's going to be published. But I speak directly on that aspect of how we are bringing things into um, manifestation just by how we speak, um, just by how we recognize and bringing that focus. And it all has to do with energy, with kundalini, how certain things are triggered within each and every one of us. Because face it, we all get results. We think, we feel, we imagine we get results, but are they really the end results that we'd really like to see? And so this is that part where I focus on, because this is the energy that I draw upon. But it really is right now, people are being triggered in many, many different capacities all around the world. And it's going to take each and every one of us to, you know, let our voices be heard and say, hey, we're here for you and um, help wherever we can or give us light direction. That's all it is. We're all working together cohabitly. Again, beautifully, beautifully said, Artisan. Um, I'm celebrating this um, at this time now, too, how we're, we're all um, – the way that I have um, shared this on my blog in the past is um, – in, in all the writing that I have done um, – is that we're all experiencers now because our lives um, are being interrupted. Now, I could call myself an experiencer over the years because – um, these beings, these other beings would come and interrupt my life repeatedly. And it kept changing me so that I couldn't pretend anymore. It's like, can you I, just I, do the story about your sandpit and the age? Because that has kind of fit exactly with Artesian. Um, yeah. When I was a child, it, it was, it was innate. It was, it was something that was just natural. Right. Yeah, but and the that age would, that you were, because I was probably from age five, six, seven. Yeah, because um, it's very similar yeah. to what she was just saying. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I was uh, I was about three, and I actually, I mean, angels would appear, and I'd be talking with them, and it was uh, right after uh, I was three years old, and uh, I had uh, a near death experience, and then at the age of six, I had a near death experience, but. Everything that I had already seen as far as energy and all of that, the only thing that those things did were um, enhance my awareness as an observer of energy. But this is, like I said, I literally have done this and studied this stuff all of my life. I had no choice. There was no other way to be. And nobody saw the world, it, you know, the way I did. It was very... Um, uh, feelings of just being very, very isolated, I think. Um, and so, I mean, I've lost my daughter. I didn't lose her. I didn't misplace her, okay, like a set of keys. But she's passed at 25 years old. And it was difficult. I will tell you, because of um, just uh, grief, to raise that vibration up where I would be able to specifically contact her and at the point I actually wasn't able to reach and talk to the ascended masters and it was one of the most loneliest devastating places I could ever imagine to say and it wasn't until it was to the point where I said enough was enough I'm done and worked very diligently raised my vibration again and um Honestly, it is. They've been they've been my guides all of my life, and then for a, a brief moment, not to be able to communicate with them was devastating for me. I understand, and I'm sorry um, about that difficulty. But I am also aware that that pain is what moved you and changed you and transformed you. So, in essence, it's a gift, right? Um, when when we live these kinds of lives we we recognize that these very difficult times are are the gifts um when we're triggered that's a gift it's a gift to go within and say um okay what is this you know i know it's me i know it's my you know uh physical emotional response so i want to know what's the truth here so it always comes back to truth right it's it's like it, as long as we are inquiring, you know, within and 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 being truthful about who we are, we will continue to expand uh, and grow. But uh, you know what, um, artisan, uh, it's really nice to meet you. Um, at we're all meeting each other now. The ones who have felt completely isolated and alone, upside down, inside out, in this reality, in this world. At this threshold of when COVID began, we are all coming into our power. We are all coming in to visibility. It, we are being heard and seen now. Um, and it's not that people don't still react and and uh, get agitated with us and attack us, and you know they still do those things. I don't I don't experience that as much now. Um, but the the difference is 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 we're not triggered. Or we're triggered very little. I mean, I'm, I'll still notice like, ooh, 
I, I feel a little bit of a pain there. I wonder what that is, you know. And so, again, investigate. So the time is shortened now. It used to take years to understand something or to integrate something. And now with the attention that Artisan is, is speaking of, this, this witnessing, this observing, um, we're as long as we're observing ourselves and we're staying true and in integrity with that self that we are strengthening, um, we, we can correct these things um, almost immediately. And this is what takes us um, higher or uh, what people refer to as ascension. Um, I try not to use the old New Age terms because I witness people reacting to them. I witness people going, oh, that's just a bunch of, blah, 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 you know, and, and, and it's like, oh, but that's just a word. Um, sorry, I'll use a different word next time. Um, so navigating all of this is, 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 has been an incredible journey. And it's wonderful to meet you, Artisan, and all of you who I'm sure many of you are resonating with, with what we're saying, too, because you ended up here. <laughs> you're a part of this group there's also sorry I thought there was a gap there <laughs> the delay in here is always wonderful had I ever talked talk to you Artisan yes no it, it's absolutely just it's positively beautiful the energy that everybody is putting out with this and people are taking some of the things that we're saying under consideration and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm telling you, I just, it's like, I'm truly honored to be a part of this space that you guys are all hosting. I thank you very, very much. And I thank you for allowing me to say hello. Um, honestly, thank you. And I am resonating with you guys big time. So thank you. Oh, just thank you for being here. I mean, what you tend to find within the rooms, we haven't found anyone trying to, people trying to pull the wool over other people's eyes about situations or emotional content. It all seems to be so genuine. One of the things I wanted Imaginal to talk about was the beings and the color and the description that she saw as a child. And also how, after me telling you about the correlation between Marandal's paintings and his imagery, and also the way that Oren Voot has also been talking about deities as well, and the whole kind of almost tying it all together, and also Dreaming Jaguars, Paul Duval's DMT trips are being seeing similar beings of similar colors and descriptions. Well, you did mention that. Um, Myron Dial had um, some paintings of blue and gold beings, but I wasn't able to go back and find that. Um, but I, I, of course, that gives me joy um, uh, when when you reminded me of that. Uh, I have also had other people um, when they hear me talk about those beings, just go, "Oh, I, I yes, I know what you're talking about. I know who they are." Um, it's uh there's there's just a recognition but um one of the things that that my uh connection my guidance um has emphasized over the years is um in my translating again i'm i'm to i'm not to use um existing words and frames um although I did try and pour it into some known and existing frames and containers 
um, because I just didn't, you know, in the earlier days, I just didn't know, you know, how to talk about this. How do you talk about frequency and knowing and feeling? Um, and because as soon as you translate it, it's just so reduced and so the essence of it is dead, you know. <laughs> and then it, it's also becomes, um, you know, uh, in the polarized world, it becomes, um, it's either attacked or it uh, it's projected upon. Let's just put it that way. It's like whatever is going on within the individual, if this is um, something that um, is stirring up some unconscious wounding and trauma, um, then it's going to be projected onto me or others like me um, that we're doing something bad and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and then there's also the, um, oh, you know, like when I was a rock and roll singer in bands for many years um, in Southern California, uh, there was a lot of projection on me about, you know, oh, you're so talented and you're so, and oh, your hair is amazing. And the way, you know, it when you rock on stage and it's, it's like, what? You know, and I'm singing about things that are, you know, secretly singing about things that are so deep and, you know, like what artists do, right? <laughs> we we try and say things in ways that are like, okay, this is a rock song, so it's really cool, and let's all be cool, um, but we can sneak these things in, right? Um, would the would the host does the host have a question? He has. He was just going to say that. I think most of the people that are experiencing those things are not just automatically diving in and believing it. You're kind of going from the point of view of trying to disprove it first off and then come across from a structured way of investigating it, not just blind belief, aren't you? From the way that you were going on with your examination and talking about the events that you've had, because obviously there are some people that would just dive off and think any experience is so genuine. Most people are kind of going, why is this happening to me? And then try and figuring it out along those lines, aren't they? Well, I write in my book, um, Coyopa Contact Within, um, The Plumed Serpent Rises. That's the name of my book, published in 2017. I write about what this was like trying to figure out what's happening to you in, in actuality, the direct experience. And then how do I talk about it with another human being? Then you start, you know, of course, we had the internet starting in the, you know, the latter part of the 90s, I guess it was. Um, we could start to search for what do other people say? And then we, we always had books, of course. Um, and I did, that was the only time in my life that I read, well, except for when I was a child, read a lot of books because I was desperately trying to find something that would speak to what I was directly experiencing. And while I did resonate with pieces of what people would share, Nothing was, you know, a, a cookie cutter, you know, template kind of thing that I could just go, oh, well, of course, that's ETs and that's contact and that is, and this is called Kundalini and this is what Kundalini means. 
this was, these were my lessons throughout my life, that it isn't that way at all. All we can do is have the direct experience and the direct relationship with whatever these manifestations are, right? Um, so the ETs, there was terror at a certain point in my life because I had been conditioned enough to build the chasm again. So the, the, the direct connection and relationship with the blue and gold angel beings, that was now buried inside of me. And so when the contact started happening again at a certain point, it would bring up that fear and that unconscious and the, no, we're not supposed to talk about this. We're supposed to pretend it's not here and, and put this face on and interface with this very bizarre world. Um, and, and just pretend like everything's great. I, yes, I just got a new car and I have a great job and we're buying a house next month. You know, just, I did all of that. I, I, I not that there's anything wrong with those things, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, I tried to fit. And the more I tried to fit, the more distant I became from my natural state. And this happens to all of us. This isn't just my story, right? Um, I just want to quickly check with Melissa. Is Imaginal's audio just changed in sound? No, she sounds perfect. Okay. It's all on my end at the moment. Also, (laughs) Mike Frito has just supplied me with the link for Myron Dahl's paintings which will give you a link in the shared section above. So I've put that up above with Mike's obviously handle there and everything else that goes with it. And thank you very much for supplying that, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Um, But what I want to hop to here, if I may, um, is that this came to uh, a crisis point. Uh, The two two people that I was trying to be, uh, essentially, in my life um, brought me to the 1998 full Kundalini awakening. And it was because I attempted suicide because I could not um, um, integrate these pieces of myself. I wanted to be who I was, even though I was a pretty cool rocker chick singing original material with a seven piece awesome band in Southern California. That wasn't enough for me. And um, I felt myself having to put a mask on or a face on in order to uh, perform, right? I was very aware of when I went into performance mode versus authentic streaming, really, of, of who I am. Hold on, I got a cough. need to get something to drink. Um If you want, we can just give you the opportunity to drink and we will just quickly mention some of the people that are in the room if you want the opportunity to. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Centered Awareness, I hope you would join with me in saying hello to Jeffrey. He's back. Hello, Jeffrey. Long time no see. And also Wild Eyes, nice to see you here. John, nice to see you, Naomi. Nice to see the regulars coming back. And also nice to see the very new people here. And hopefully people are getting there. I want to say hi to Avogadis as well, because I haven't seen him in our space or been in any of his for a while. He's at work. Oh, he's back. Right. Is he working? Uh, Right now, so I can't really talk. 
It's all good. I just wanted to say hi. Just turn us up on full volume to let everyone hear us. Just do that. That help your work day. You either get ejected very quickly. So anyway, nice to see you there. Thanks for the responses, which is good. And also, Mike, I presume you're going well with organization. And the poem that you were talking about that you put on Instagram and having it read is a fantastic one that I think will be done on the 25th. So happy about that. Well, great. Thanks. Yeah, I, uh, it's, I think just reading some of the pieces, excerpts would be helpful in, you know, framing conversation. And just like you guys are all having great input and conversation, I certainly don't want to be the only person talking. I would love to get other people's input. Mike, I don't think you'd have the opportunity to be the only person talking. <laughs> we're all quite happy to jump in, put hands up, and we'll all be asking questions left, right, and center. Awesome. Great. So only me that gets to hear the tumbleweeds when I ask questions back and all the icons do nothing. <laughs> the fun part. You're such a victim, Paul. <laughs> Damn the universe. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Tries to make me feel bad, but I, I never do. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. She never does her homework either. Never turns up on time. You know what it's like. Co-hosts. Four o'clock in the morning to them. I mean, they get up, which is great. It's fantastic that she does turn up. It is. I appreciate yeah. you. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Can, can I just break in for a moment? I'm starting to have some issues here on the the net or whatever so if i bow out it's because i'm really having issues and i just like to say thank you in case i don't get a chance to come back in um thank you guys man i'm telling you i'm sending love and light and just this is a phenomenal space and um please you know follow me i would i'd love to have a conversation with you it's fantastic thank you and thank you for all you've shared artisan and all you will share in our future gatherings it's wonderful to meet you and have you here i keep my fingers crossed that it doesn't happen and that you do get yeah. to stay here which is good yeah yeah so i i i think i was just uh, i was at the suicide part right um a very pivotal moment uh, in my life where uh, I knew that I could not live right in this in on that old um, way of framing my life, and I knew that I had to integrate something that I couldn't explain, um, and that's that's pretty terrifying, especially when you don't have anybody to you know bounce it off of, right? Um, I was going to um, a three-year energy uh, healing school um, during that time, and uh, I was growing and expanding in that way. I was going to, that was what I was going to be, um, uh, an energy healer. And then once the, the 1998 Kundalini event occurred and all the music started coming, I, I, it was all I could do just to keep up with um, creating, you know, putting these into song form and then all the synchronicities that happened that brought a, an amazing producer into my life, Larry Mitchell, and um, helped me to put these songs together. 
a very long story, but um, I started to be who I who I really was, right? Or I was attempting to do that uh, to the best of my ability. I was practicing authenticity at that point because you can't go back once you reorient and you get a taste and continued openings and tastes of love. And I talk a lot about love, and I notice that that, even that triggers people. Like, love? What do you mean, love? There's a divine love that permeates all things, and it's in us too. And this is the point, whole point and inspiration of the podcast, because I want to help people step by step through my story to understand what it is that I came to know and understand and accept and, 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 and this platform that I stand from now, this new foundation um, of, of living uh, with love integrated back into my being and expressing that in all the ways that I'm inspired to and loving it when I witness other people taking that step as well and doing and being that in the world. I, I want to say one more thing that keeps coming, right? So I have to take the time to share this. Um, this is one of the major things that has been shared with me in my third eye, my mind's eye, because once you have these larger events, you start your brain opens and you start to perceive and re, you reorient to life entirely. Um, <clears throat> what I've been shown repeatedly in these download transmissions is that it, it, it's more like there's the there's this light grid um, that ex, that it, that's runs through all of you know the universe and through Earth and through all the planets and. And and it's the real grid. It's the natural grid. Can I'm I just pause you on that one? Because I got something <clears throat> I can throw in on that one. Sure. sure. So you've heard me talk of Anthony Peak having an experience with the Lucia light machine, and basically making the brain dump DMT into your system. Remember? Imagine. Um, I know. Okay. So. Two guys decided to design it. One, because he had a near-death experience at six and he was at the bottom of a pool. It was all nice, white, calm and collected. And he wanted to redo that with engineering. And they took a 1930s idea of putting a disc, um, putting a cylinder that was on a rotating gramophone record with slits in it and producing light through it to produce the frequency. But when Anthony was subjected to it, the world kind of dropped away from him. Then he started to see kind of the shape of a sphere of the earth with the continents and everything else in it. Then suddenly it was overlaid with these blue lines of energy in a grid work pattern similar to the things that you're just describing. So this is quite fascinating that it clicks into place with the description. Oh, like that. Thank you. Um <clears throat> And he's done this on YouTube, that actual video and bit. He's actually 
got it in his YouTube channel okay. of him experiencing it and talking to the guy who's just given him the experience with the machine. Cool. Great. Um, I, I'll, I'll have to look that up. But what mainly what they were showing me in this in these uh, uh, communion states is that the other the grid that we're attached to this um, construct this false grid um, is it is is like being in a prison because uh, we're not aware that we're simply out of phase with the uh, the natural grid. And it's it's um it's all sound it's all frequency based, um, and being out of phase with it, it it isn't a matter of, you know, I have to do this 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 and this in order to be spiritual. It's tell the truth is what the beings saying have been saying all these years. Speak with honesty. Speak the truth of what you actually feel. This, is, this generates resonance if you do this enough and you do this on a regular basis. This is what generates resonance. This is what lights up in you, and this is what helps you phase back in to the, um, the truth and the natural grid, the, the, the true grid. This false reality, this false, you know, like kind of like this pit that we fell into, um, we just keep getting pummeled with the programming that this is reality and this is what you do and this is what you say and this is this is your authority here, so listen to the authorities. Um, you know, it's everything is externalized. And, and so we think this is reality, but it's not. Uh, when we start to feel, you know, when we know what we feel, they, they said this early on, know what you feel so that you can feel what you know. So it's an, an understanding of resonance and vibration and phasing back into your natural state. And that's what so many of these interactions are about, um, these ET interactions, anything paranormal. <clears throat> if your reaction to it is terror, then dive into it and say, okay, I've been triggered. What is it here that I need to know? How can I come back to balance with my own power and strength so that I am not even affected by this BS, right? I'm being very careful, Paul, not to cuss. That's good, because otherwise I'll boot you out and I'll just have <laughs> the conversations on my own. I get very passionate. <laughs> You're allowed to be passionate. You cussing. <laughs> what? I can't, imagine, I can't imagine you cussing. Oh, yeah, I get all fired up. and I, yeah. When I've had conversations on my own with her, my ears are just burning, and I just have to go and wash oh, my stop. mouth out first. <laughs> stop. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to just uh, stop for now, unless I'm asked a question, but I, I'd love to hear from more people. I have now, a question, but I think Artisans was first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm just hoping I don't lose you guys here but i think the the major thing of what you were saying there is where you have it it's actually it's um vibration rhythm and frequency and it's the three of them there is it's when you when you, we speak about that resonance and um how can i say this the energy in and of itself is a language it's a culture 
it, it, it truly is. How do how does the universe hear us? And whether it be ETs, whether it be anything of energy hears us. It could be an animal. Um, there's that frequency and that rhythm, and there's the language. There truly is, and it is that resonance that you were speaking of. And it's like I just, it's like. I love how you were actually um, expressing that because actually that's, you know, what I, what I write about is that, um, that shift it's, we as humans have a spiritual logic, but so does the universe and the two don't necessarily match. The universe will only deliver from its octave, from from its position or its function under which law or which energy or which frequency. And it's like the more people get to understand themselves, their relationship, their I am presence, their uh, the energy around them, it's just... We live in this entire beautiful cosmos in, of energy, and it's like the um, we can always feel that resonance. It's it's that knowingness, feeling that knowing. I love how you. I wish you would restate that because that was just like a hundred percent accurate. It was like right on. So thank you. Thank you, Artisan. Don't know if I can repeat it. <laughs> Hang on one second. We've got a way of working within the room, which is we put our hands up and then we get around to actual questions at the moment. We have two people up with their hands at present. So what will happen is we will get to you once you put your hand up. And obviously, you need to keep on topic with what's going on. Otherwise, we just have to ask you to just go back as a listener if it's not on topic with what's going on. So, centered awareness. Um, this is going back to when you were saying to just speak the truth, uh, and that's what you were being guided with. Um, there's not a lot of things. There's not a lot that triggers me, but one thing that really triggers me is when people are being dishonest and you can pick up on that and I think being as being an empath uh I'm I'm very sensitive to the truth like if people are lying you can you can sense it and I was triggered last night when I was um I was online and someone was claiming that he was Jesus right it's not the first time I've come across someone who was claiming that he was Jesus and all and these past lives and all this stuff. And then I was just, and I thought, you know what? There are so many lies going on in the world. Why would you create something like this? But then again, I was like, who am I to judge? Because this is his truth, right? So I commented. I didn't want to. I didn't mean to. It just happened. Because <laughs> I was like, if someone's going to lie, I'm going to bring you to that. And Anyway, so I, I said I tried to I started quest, quizzing him on Jesus, and I wanted to see how well he knew him, right? And and he didn't know much about him at all. And I thought, well, then how can you claim to be this person, this being, when you don't really know much about him? So stop spreading all of this disinformation when you know you, you, what's your intention. 
So then I noticed, hang on, I'm being triggered here. What's going on? And I and I was having this conversation with myself saying, well, because I want him to be truthful and he's not being truthful and there's enough, you know, lies going spinning around at the moment as well. And why add to that? People are confused as it is. People are scared as it is. Why? You'd... So, yeah, I don't know if that was because I thought to myself, normally when I see things and people sharing disinformation, I keep going, I keep scrolling, I just ignore it. But for some reason I was so drawn to this and attached myself to it where I had to get him to straighten up. <laughs> so I don't know. Could you help me out with that? Like I, I recognised I was triggered, um, but I, I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't just let it go and, and let him – his that's his journey that's his that's his truth yeah so i don't i don't know if you'll yeah the it it's always a, a moment by moment um series of choices right it's like i relate to what you just said melissa where you can scroll and you can just go oh yeah you know um look the, this person's saying that again and you know it's like oh well that's just what they're doing and we don't give it any energy or attention. What I've noticed, I can't speak for you, but I, I, I've noticed in my own life, um, I always fall back on that, okay, when I have a reaction within me, there's some aspect of what that person is doing that I'm doing. Not a direct mirror, not a, you know, absolute direct reflection. There's some element of it that I'm getting triggered because, and, you know, and I'll usually ask myself at that point and using, you know, your example, I would say, okay, because I, I, I help people, I teach the dialogue that the beings taught me about how to, you know, reconnect with the rest of ourself and the rest of our um, relations, cosmic relations, if you will. Um, it's like the dialogue, it would be, um, okay, I'm here, I'm noticing I'm being triggered. And is there something about, is there some area of my life that I could be um, um, more straightforward about? What, what, how can I be more honest? Um, how can I better represent the truth of who I am? Or how am I, you know, maybe it's the opposite of that. How am I not claiming more? Um, this light that I am and, or do, do I back off from it? Do I, um, do I uh, have self deprecating kind of behavior? Right. Do I, do I say, Oh, I'm, you know, I, I, I have this little thing that I do and I have written about this and I do this and that, but I'm, I'm nobody, you know, so it can be it can be a um, a more uh, direct reflection, or it can be the opposite. It's just something to dive. It's like a diving in point. And um, when we start to take responsibility for all of how we are reacting or responding to the environment, to persons, places, and things around us here, and um, when we take full responsibility for that that it, it rapidly accelerates us in, in our consciousness and in our awareness to the point where anybody can say anything and we're 
unfazed um, because we are anchored in this light again, in this truth of who we actually are. Truth breaks the spell is what they I've translated quite often. So uh, I, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, and while you were talking as well, I, I think – so I, I think I know where this has come from. We had a previous conversation where it was in a, in a direct message and um, he was telling me that he, he knew information and what have you. And I was just listening to him. I was letting him have his say. And then he started saying things like, oh, yeah, I've got the highest clearance. And in my mind, I was like, well, then if you have the highest clearance, this, is, this was my first red flag. In my mind, I was saying, well, if you have the highest clearance, then why and how would you be sharing this kind of information with me, right? And at one point, I was, I don't know, at one point, and I, I even said that to him as well, and he was like, oh, well, because you're on the same, you're on the frequency where you can receive this information. And um, in my mind as well, I was like, yeah, but then if I was, if I had the highest clearance, I wouldn't be sharing anything especially with someone you haven't met. Um, and so that was my first red flag. And then I, I let that slide. So that, so for me, I started to lose credibility for anything he said. And when I saw him claiming he was Jesus, I was just like, yep, yeah, okay, now you've lost me completely. And that's, I think that's why I, I jumped on to say, no, hang on, you're, you're not going to get away with this because this is wrong and this is not, you know, you've already claimed these certain things to me. And, yeah, so I think that's where my first trigger was and I wanted to just jump on it, whereas normally I wouldn't have. Yeah, if I may, um, what I am perceiving is that, is that you actually, you knew this way before any of it unfolded because that's, uh, what you, you know, you've you've talked about that um, awareness That's the energy as a child. I was receiving, yeah, yeah. You already knew yeah. this, right? Mm. And so you chose to explore it and and swim in it, play with it, right? It's not good or bad. It's just well, let me just take this the next step. What does that feel like, right? But in essence, you already knew. Your red flag was, huh? This doesn't feel right. This is not accurate. Um, Am I to enter in? Am I to uh, participate in it or not? You know, and so th even that's a choice. Sometimes uh, I will get an inspiration to say something. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we also need to be attuned to that, right? How can we, you know, sometimes we're here to just step in and go, you know, point these things out in a very gentle and benevolent way. It doesn't have to be an argument. If it's an argument... Yeah then that's your red flag, right? That's absolutely our own thing that we have to own once yeah, we start because fighting. Because yeah. that's ego then as well. Yes. And then you're, yes. you're really triggered. Yeah. No, it was just questions. It was just quizzing yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And the answers that were coming back were, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Wanted, I wanted to, it was more like, um, you, like you need to know that I, I've, caught you I've worked you out kind of a thing. That, that I see you yeah. yeah yeah and I don't know that's probably a bit of ego as well but it was more I don't want I don't like people lying and if you're going to lie you're not going to get away with it yeah <laughs> so, yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and it's up to us to always be as truthful as possible. And that's, that's our first job is to be as honest and truthful as possible with ourselves and with each other. Cause that's what breaks the spell here. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Unfortunately, you've been away for such a long time, I haven't said your name for ages. So forgive me if I get this wrong. Afaya? Ifer. Ifer. Oh, sorry. It's been such Ifer. a long time. Yeah. Hi, Perception. Thank you for opening this space and thank you That's for okay. having this beautiful co host. So I'm from Holland. So excuse me if I have any you know, linguistic problems or if you have trouble understanding me. Don't worry. But We've I... already got one language, most of us. So you got more than one. You got one up on us already. <laughs> Thank you. So the thing is, I have had a youth in which I had a contact with energies. Let me put it that way. Okay. So I have Turkish parents. At one point, they even, you know, dragged me from one imam to another imam these are all these you know pastors or fathers from a church then from a mosque at one point you just decide that okay there's something wrong with me and you grow up and what i find troubling is it had you know considering looking back into my life imaginal that's my question to you I've always been an honest person. If you want to hurt me, be dishonest. Well, basically, I fled Holland and found myself living in Turkey for six years, which I fled again um, because I realized I was nor a Muslim the way they thought they taught me to be a Muslim. Um, but the thing that I find troubling is and I, I think I'm calling it upon myself. The world around us, the governments, they are all so distracting us of the true oneself, the truth, the, the, the reason why you are here. And I thought, I always thought as an educator that I had found my calling, help the youth, you know, show them the path. And I come from a very uh, poor family and I climbed myself quite up high, but fighting against these energies, um, disabled, paralyzed for two years. And in those two years, I reconnected with myself, the one true energy. It may sound crazy, but I miss being disabled. I miss miss the the feeling, the touch, the connection I had with everything that is non-material. So the moment I regained my health back, which was a miracle to the doctors, I started working again and then again as a single mom, you know, you get distracted, papers, bills, you name it, you call it. And um, disaster hit again. And currently I'm suffering from MS, multiple sclerosis. 
And I think, and that's my question, did I call it upon myself again by getting distracted from what the what the world has become, the rules, the bills, you name it, everything that is concerned with, I mean, look around. So my question is... You get two is, more bites of the cherry than I just beat I'll you out to one side. Well, <laughs> I for... I, yes, I, I, darling. I hear, it's fine. <laughs> I, I hear I you. I hear you, sister. Okay. It's it's almost it's it's almost as if I'm wishing. I miss the connection I had during my illness when I was. Yeah. Do I, so how do I become evasive? How can I become that true oneself and have faith? In, and I love that person I find when I'm ill. Yes, what those ha- are your markers. I for, those are your inner markers. This is the, you started to build a map, inroads, a map in your inner consciousness. And those memories are there. Those uh, frequencies are there as reminders for you. But the distractions First and foremost, forgive yourself immediately. Forgive yourself for this, oh, shoot, I forgot again, right? I'm killing myself by not forgiving myself. Yes, just forgive yourself because you're you're already forgiven. (laughs) Trust me, this intelligence, this vast intelligence is in absolute awe when they see who we are and and all of our potential within and how we have been distracted and derailed from the truth of who we are. Now, there's no time when it comes to this stuff. Just simply recognize it, say, okay, I see it. I choose to return to that experience that vibration again i'm here and i'm ready to do this i'm ready to start back in on that inner map and don't wait for your outer circumstances in any case for anyone don't wait for your outer circumstances to dictate to you what your reality is it's you that chooses in any given present moment it's you that chooses to engage with this divine presence that you are familiar with now or to ignore it, right? And you're never judged for that. It's understood already, completely understood that this is this is tough, right? They know it's tough, but they also know how powerful you are and that you will turn in this direction again once you realize, hey, this is truly what I want. This is, I know this is who I am. And so I'm here. Help me. Guide me. Now, this is the inner dialogue. I'm so scared of what I might invite. It, you, you are far more powerful than any suggestion of, of evil or separation. Um, this is where this is part of the propaganda. This is part of the programming to keep us afraid and to keep us um, inside this false reality so that we will continue to perpetuate it. And believe me, there are plenty individuals that will continue to perpetuate this smaller reality. 
there at a certain point, even if it's someone in your immediate family, uh, at a certain point, we all have to make this choice as to whether we're going to expand or return back to a different version of the contraction on the next cycle. And the Maya talk about this, the Hopi talk about this in their own way, the the calendar, um, these um, 13,000-year cycles, 26,000-year cycles, precession of the equinox, all of this factors in to these cycles. <clears throat> and this is the, the intersection that the, the elders... Um, point to in their own way, in their own way of interpreting it, that this is an opportunity uh, uh, for, and this is also a mix of the messages that I've translated uh, from this presence. Um, We all have this opportunity now, and we're all going to be creating our own circumstances um, so that we can engage um, and and, it, it requires will, our, our, our own individual will at this point, to turn inward. Because the programming is so deep, so very deep. It's mm-hmm. horrible. It's but it's horrible not what they're doing. Yeah, but, they, but it's, it's rising above the victim mentality. Um, we're transcending our victimhood because we're remembering at the same time, what we are connected to. We are not alone. We are connected to this grid of light that supports us and and enhances our being, Um, doesn't overcome us and tell us what to do. It just simply lifts us and enhances us into this wholeness once again. And it doesn't have to take a long time. It's all based on our attention and our willingness to join this, to rejoin this dialogue with our inner self or inner guide. I know Anthony Peake refers to this as the daemon. I don't have names for it. I have the experience of it. And so um, that's why I said when we were talking in, in the last talk with Anthony, I said I, I, I'm more than happy to use um, whatever terms of, of the group that I'm with at the time so that we don't have a language barrier. But what I'm speaking about to you, uh, Ifer, am I saying that right? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Ifer. Okay. Ifer, okay. Um, what I want to <clears throat> just um, emphasize to you and mirror back to you is um, you've made extraordinary uh, progress in these inner landscapes. And we identify, you're, you're identifying it with a time and a place and an experience from the past where you were um, disabled from uh, the culture, from society, from the way um, uh, that you had been, you know, the path. You, you were shoved off the path. And this is what they have said, is that many of us, if we are not getting it and connecting with it on the inner levels, your outer world will shove you. You will get shoved. And this isn't, I'm not saying this to create or generate fear. To help our research and understanding, leave Perceptions Today's podcast reviews, subscribe to the podcast, along with the other social media accounts and share. Come and join our live events. That way we can get together and have thoughtful discussions along with advancing our understanding of concepts as we go along.